so glad to be doing this with you all. I have much to say and um, I'm going to start off where I left off. Here we go. So this is about black non-religious Americans and I'm on it for my yard now. So the census region, according to religiosity community, so the northeast means 12.7 people. The south is 49.9. Is uh, 49. Um, the territories are like 49.9. The west is about 20.2, or 0.4 in the back, and a 16.7 in the midwest. So that's religiosity and community part. And then you have community religiosity. So not at all religious, 4.1%. That would be me. A little bit religious, 22.4. Somewhat religious, 41.3. Very religious, 32.2. Then the community type is... Um, so urban is 38.8. Small town is 11.1. Suburban is 45.6. Rural location is 4.5. So that means black participants were 8 point... Black participants were 1.8 times as likely to live in the South and twice as likely to live in urban communities as other participants. And then in the primary non-religious identification, so atheist is 52.6. Humanist is 12.1. So I'm, I'm definitely humanist. 9.5 non-religious, that's me. 8.9 agnostic, that would be me. Freethinker, 7.0, that's me. Skeptic, 6.2, that's me. Secular, 3.7, that would be me. Even though I do acknowledge my atheist part of me, um, I think to acknowledge my doubts and skepticism regarding religion, are extremely um, positively helpful to me. Um, I do acknowledge the five-year-old in me, though, that is a theist, that's a Christian, and that I was a deeply religious five-year-old. I wasn't the type of religious that one would expect on TV. I went about it in smooth operating type of way. Because when people who are religious, they think Westboro Baptist Church, and no, that's not how I did Christianity. That's not how I did religion back then. Um, so, so the non-religious um, were 80.0, me, 873.8%, secular 72.5, so I'm secular, free thinker, um, 67.9%, that would be me. I'm a free thinker. So humanist, skeptics, and agnostics, all me, would be 61.7, 60.7, So that's very much into how they are. But you have um, black participants, uh, 9.7, in terms of non you know, I'm, you know I'm non-religious, but those were the categories, non-religious, atheist, secular, free thinker, human, skeptic, agnostic, so identification with non-religious identities. Um, and then it says, black participants were nearly one-fifth, 18% less likely to primarily identify as atheists, and about one-third more likely to primarily primarily identifies non-religious 38% or agnostic 32% compared to other participants. On average, black participants identify as non-religious for less time than other participants. And so then you have challenges facing black non-religious pe people. Based on significant feedback from black participants and focus groups conducted before the U.S. Secular Survey, we anticipated a higher level of concealment and isolation among black survey participants in order to assess the context in which non-religious people conceal their beliefs 
Survey participants were asked how often they avoid talking about topics related to being non-religious or that would reveal their non-religious beliefs in various circumstances. So a lot of times, especially Black non-religious people like myself, as you already know that I am, um, there's a fear of atheist discrimination. Um, there is a fear of uh, custody battles, us losing as parents. Um, and there's a fear of losing employment, um, housing discrimination, um, entrepreneurial discrimination, and disparities regarding um, regarding networking opportunities. Because some people, a lot of people, don't want to work with somebody who's not Christian or just faith-based in general. Within, it's quite aggravating and frustrating for me, honestly, that that happens. Then this was a female from New Jersey. Too many black community spaces assume that black people are Christian and even ostensibly secular spaces will include prayers to Jesus or praise dancing, which feels exclusionary. I haven't been targeted personally in such spaces, but I do find that I'm much more likely to hide my non-religiousness and talk to people in such spaces. I think that people have to learn that you can have substantive conversations about religion, about lack of religion, about anything, as long as no one's discriminatory about it. But you can, if you feel like the conversation could be too strong and talk about other subjects. I'm not saying be cowardly. I'm not saying be passive-aggressive. What I'm saying is that you have to agree to disagree and talk about other things if you know y'all not going to agree on. I mean, it means religion. And in terms of events, just be generic and you know, you can just have regular dancing and just people praising one another. That way secular people can just feel comfortable. And if you have faith-based people there, you can have faith conversations, but make sure that when secular people are around that you're not forcing it on them. Just have regular conversations. That's what people need to learn how to do. Um... And when it comes to events, I got to say this. When you invite everybody, not everybody is a theist. Some people are non-theists. So there's ways that you can have fun events that don't include religion. That doesn't mean religious people can't hold their faith. You know what I mean? There's a balance. Then it says... Um, our data revealed that on average, black participants concealed their non-religious identity slightly more often 4.0% than participants of other races. 2.98 versus 2.87 scale range 1 through 5. What is more significant are the areas of black participants' lives where this concealment occurs. See figure number 10. Um, nearly 4 in 10, 39.6 black participants mostly always concealed their non-religious beliefs from members of their immediate family and pair with 31.2% of other participants. I think it's sad that so many people delight in the violations, the atrocities, and the abuses of the human rights of secular human beings in America and outside of America. I think that is appalling and revolting to me and my sensibilities. Um... In regards to, wow, basically, <sighs> concealment of non-religious identity is very high in a lot of communities. Um, Okay, so never is 
In regards to extended family, people at work, family of origin, strangers, friends and acquaintances, people at school. Then you have the rarely, sometimes, mostly, and always. So that's 11.6, 9 .7, 12.9, 30.3, 6.7, 15.4, 29.6, 1.2, 1.9, 16.3, 21.2, 15.9, 29.6, 1.2, 15.9, 29.6, 1.2, 15.9, 16.3, 21.2, 15.9,
that we still live in a world where secular marginalization is considered globally, socially acceptable. And my heart is heavy with grief as I read these things to you all. Um, our data shows that higher consumption is associated with several types of negative outcomes among many among survey participants, including increased loneliness and risk for depression. On average, a black participant who Coco always conceals their sexual identity scored 36.6% higher on the loneliness scale than a black participant who Coco rarely did so, 7.1 versus 5.2 scale range 3 to 9. Overall, black participants scored 7.7 higher on the loneliness scale than non-religious people of other races. On average, black participants who residing in very religious communities scored 18.3% higher on the loneliness scale than black participants who reside in not at all religious communities, 5.78 versus 4.88. A male from Texas said, my community is hardcore religious, so I have to hide my secular belief in any beliefs slash thoughts on activities that don't align with what is described in the Bible. Having to watch what I say around my community limits my ability to speak freely as I don't want to get caught out and exposed. Black participants also have significantly higher rates of likely depression than other participants. One in four, 24.6 black participants were likely depressed, compared to 17.0 among participants of other races, meaning that black participants were 1.6 times as likely to be depressed. These facts make me depressed because human beings depress each other out of senselessness or bullshit. Moreover, black non-religious youths ages 18 to 24 were more than three times as likely to be depressed and as older black participants, 44.4 versus 20.5, all percentages, odds ratio 3.09. A similar pattern was found in LGBTQI plus black participants who were twice as likely to be depressed as other black participants, 34.1% versus 19.9%. A female from Florida said, I am the only black atheist that I know in my area. It's quite lonely. I have not experienced any discrimination, but there's definitely stigma associated with being an atheist in my area. Planning to relocate to more progressive city soon. I hope she made that decision. And if she did, I applaud her for it. She's planning on it. I'm encouraging her to do it through this podcast because why hang her, why if you have the money to move away from fucked up ass motherfuckers, then motherfucking do it. Um, then it says, um, in addition to concealment, stigmatization on religious people can have a significant negative impact on their health and well-being. They found that overall black participants were subject to slightly more 5.7% stigma than other non-religious participants. Certain types of stigmatizing experiences were more frequently experienced by black participants than others. For example, nearly three quarters, 73.8% of black participants were sometimes frequently almost always asked to join in thanking God for a fortunate event compared to 65.4% of other participants. Moreover, black participants were significantly more likely than other participants to report almost always encountering each of the stigmatizing experiences of listening figures. Well, a male from Puerto Rico said, there's not so much stigmatization in my community as there's a non-recognition that we're among them. People speak ill of non-believers not out of mouth, but because we perceive as mere abstractions. I feel so much concern for people who don't have the means to move away from bigots who just happen to claim religion. Um, my heart goes out to them because it feels so demoralizing to 
made to be out to be this immoral pariah. Fucked up. Fucked up. Shitty, shitty, shitty. And a female from Georgia. It is really hard for me to find open-minded people that are comfortable with me being non-religious. I'm comfortable with her being non-religious. I have to pretend around many people that I'm religious when I'm not. Damn. That's just shittiness, for real. I get really irritated thinking about it because it feels like I cannot be true to... I get really irritated thinking about it because it feels like I cannot truly be myself around people. I'm irritated with her. I often wonder if I'm ever going to find someone that's going to like me for me. She already found that person. I say me. Not the truth myself. I'm just a very accepting person. Uh, whew. So, okay. I keep on. So, wow. Wow. It says, in very religious communities, black participants encounter an even greater level of stigmatization. Compared to not at all religious communities, black participants in very religious communities experience 35.1% more stigma. Black LGBT club plus participants reported 6.2% more stigmatization in non-LGBTQI plus participants. On average, participants who experienced more stigmatization were also more lonely. I know what the fuck that fucking feels like. Um, God damn. That shit is a is a debilitating ass experience. Um, it gets worse. Um, let's just say it's experience negative events. Non-religious people, especially black people, experience high amounts of Negative events when it comes to family, social media, military, education, employment, mental health services, private business, volunteer work, court system, public service, reproductive care, substance abuse service, other health services, public benefits, housing, and the police. And it's extremely high uh, stigmatized experiences for non-religious people, especially black folks when it comes to people who have actually joined them and thanking God for a fortunate event. I've been asked to or have felt pressure to pretend that I'm religious. I've been asked to go along with religious traditions to avoid stirring up trouble. Others have treated me like I don't understand the difference between right and wrong. People have talked about me behind my back because I'm secular and non-religious. Because I'm secular and non-religious, others have rejected, isolated, ignored, or avoided me. People have told me I'm not a good person because I'm secular or non-religious. I've been excluded from social gatherings and events because I'm secular or non-religious. Okay, let me, let me state the obvious. Non-religious people, especially black folks, should experience positive events when it comes to family, social media, military education, employment, mental health services, private business, volunteer work, court system, public service, reproductive care, substance abuse services, other health services, public benefits, housing, and police, because... Non-religious people have human rights. <gasps> Non-religious people are human. I did not have the slightest of a clue. Okay. Non-religious people are genuine at their core. So therefore... You can be morally excellent and non-religious. <gasps> you can be non-religious and actually be a likable, lovable, respectable, respectful person. <gasps> and you can actually be a non-religious person and people want to spend time with you and socialize with you. <sighs> and non-religious people have gratitude. They just don't say that an invisible being is the source of it. But 
they express gratefulness in other ways. <gasps> and then, not it's like a lot of religious people want to make non-religious people their field slaves and house slaves. Mm, 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 mm. They really value slaves to obey their masters. Yikes. And then, wow, I should speak well of secular non-religious people. I have to care about their feelings. <gasps> and then, when it comes to secular non-religious people, I should pay them decent attention because they're decent people. <gasps> and then, you could be secular non-religious and a damn good person. Oh my god. Oh my god. And at social gatherings and events, non-religious people are polite and courteous. <gasps> How is that possible? It gets worse. TGNC Texas. At my last job, I had to pretend to have a religion, any religious, or they could fire me. This is why Congress should outlaw atheist discrimination legislatively. Every government should follow suit. I also had to hide the fact that I'm trans for the same reason. I worked for a Texas state entity. I, it was a job that almost no one gets fired from, but I had to pretend to be religious and tolerate the constant proselytizing. Religionized world domination. They want to bring back the Crusades, the Dark Ages, colonial Christianity, imperial Christianity, and the Inquisition. I think governmentally those things should be permanently outlawed. Then it says, because black non-religious people face multiple types of social stigma based on at least two marginalized identities, we expect our data to show that black participants encountered a higher rate of discrimination than other participants. However, our data shows that black participants within our sample had negative experiences as a result of their non-religious identity at approximately the same rate as other participants. In the three years leading to leading up to participation in the survey, those common areas where black participants reported having negative experiences due to their non-religious identity were with their family, 62.0% using social media or commenting or commenting online, 54.3%, and education, 23.6%, while negative experiences were not as prevalent when, when interacting with police, 5.8%, a comparable percentage, five point six percent of Black participants were unsure whether that they whether what they experienced was discrimination. As with other participants, Black participants encountered significantly higher levels of discrimination in, in very religious communities. But the odds of increased discrimination did not differ significantly from other participants. There are potentially several reasons why our data did not reveal increased discrimination against Black participants based on non-religious identity. First, the experience of discrimination based on their beliefs may be different than the experience of discrimination based on their race because being non-religious is a concealable identity and race is more conspicuous. Abbott, that's all 2020. Therefore, it is possible that black non-religious people may connect a discriminatory experience to their non-religious identity only if it is overt. Secondly, research interviews with black non-religious people have revealed that negative experiences based on non-religious identity may not be perceived as legitimate in communities of color. Making those who experience much, making those who experience such discriminatory incidents less likely to share them. Wow. So basically, um, it's the same shittiness when it comes to voting and policy priorities. Stronger Together Community and Engagement. It says, a female from Texas says, I found atheists on YouTube in my local meetup groups. My husband and I have similar beliefs, secular, humanist, atheists, agnostic, thinkers, skeptic. There are several groups in our area. We participate at TIPS and social events several times a year. In Texas? That is, that is, that is extraordinary because Texas is the most Bible Belt state there is. 
rival Texas and Mississippi, Tennessee and Arkansas. They tend to be the most competitive. And who's the most ultra far right conservative? Who's the most down with Trumpism? So basically, when it comes to Policy parties for secular organizations. Um, yes, I am for maintaining secular public schools. Yes, I am for opposing religious exemptions that allow for discrimination. Yes, I am for access to abortion and contraception. Yes, I am for protecting you from religion-based harm. Yes, I am for LGBTQA plus equality. Yes. I am for comprehensive and medically, and medically accurate sex education. Yes, I oppose the persecution of non-religious people internationally and the denial of healthcare based on religious beliefs is sickening. And so a female from California said, sociopolitics, especially within communities of color, have always been an issue relative to experiences of stigmatization, discrimination. As a black atheist humanist woman, I always expected to subdue, dilute, or submit myself to the bigotry and supremacy of others into my everyday life so they can feel privileged and slash her better than I am. It does not help that governance in America is leaning more and more towards theocracy, which I hate, regardless of party and branch, which also makes me feel that I do not have the same liberties and freedoms as many others. It is holistically unjust and unfair because atheists slash non-theists are human beings too. That's what the fuck I've been saying. We deserve equal, equitable, just, and fair treatment as well as the same freedoms to be ourselves and like everybody else. She is motherfucking right. She's telling the goddamn truth. So, a lot of them are saying the same thing. I don't want to be repetitive. But basically, um, be aware of how white supremacy affects organizational and interpersonal dynamics. Willingness to learn and accountability are essential. Understand that racism and discrimination are the issues that have a disparate impact on black non-religious people are secular issues. I agree with those things. Mail from New York said, I experienced the same instance of discrimination and stigmatization that are common amongst atheists in America. As urgently, there is a serious undercurrent of misogyny. I hate that. Homophobia. I hate that. Transphobia. I hate that. And scientific racism. I hate that. And many atheist skeptic communities today, which saddens me which don't necessarily take responsibility for policing themselves, and absolutely should. This is dangerous and has become a tacit endorsement of this um, bigoted behavior and endorsement of the alt-right. Uh, the alt-right frightens me. It sucks. It sucks ass. It sucks balls, this is what I say. And it's becoming untenable for marginalized populations to join mainstream atheist groups. Oh, man. We gotta end all uh, unjust discrepancies in all sectors, especially the ones that are historically the non-minorities. A female from North Carolina said, I think non-believer space would be more inviting to black people who have doubts about religion, you know, free thinkers slash humans slash skeptics slash etc. communities are more culturally inclusive and knowledge how white supremacy influences these spaces. I'm so glad this is a conversation because um, it, it does need to happen. Uh, all communities are capable of prejudice, prejudicial judgmentalism, if they're not careful. So I talk about these things because, you know, I um, have included myself in the Black non-religious community after all these years of not feeling like I could fully do it. Um, for myself, I decide, I, I want to define what atheism means so in terms of the atheist part of me. 
I reject all human rights atrocity depictions of deities and Christ figures within religious texts, all of them. I reject all human rights abuses depictions of deities and Christ figures within religious texts, all of them. And I reject all human rights violations and all human rights abuses when it comes to deities and Christ figures, all of them. So, for example, anybody that tells me God is for slavery, I'm an atheist to that God. Um, God is for queerphobia. I'm an atheist to that God. God is for whorephobia. I'm an atheist to that God. God is sex negative. I'm an atheist to that God. Um, God is for adult supremacy. I'm an atheist to that God. God is judgmental towards alcohol. I'm an atheist to that God. God is for misogyny. I'm an atheist to that God. And lastly, God is for rape culture. I am truly an atheist to that God. I see those depictions of God in the Bible. Okay, there's more. I see those depictions of, the, of God in the Bible, and I hate those portraits of what religious people say is a loving deity. That's not what I'm seeing in those parts of the canon. I'm an atheist that type of God. Oh, and it God is pro genocide and God is an ableism. I, uh, 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 I'm a non believer in that God. Hell the fuck, no pun intended. Okay, that those are those are bullshit attributes that human beings have that they assign to these deities of Christ figures that these human beings say are real. That's fucked up. And I'll say this. Um I I I hope I can I, I want to shout out these organizations. The American Atheist National Civil Rights Organization that works to achieve religious equality for all Americans by protecting the time of share between all the wall of separation between government and religion created by the First Amendment. We strive to create an environment where atheists and atheists accept the members of our nation's communities and where past victory against our community is seen as abhorrent and unacceptable. We promote understanding of atheists through education, outreach, and community building and work to end the stigma associated with being an atheist. find out more about American Atheist in our work, please visit www.atheist.org. So I, I, I look forward to work with American Atheists in the future because, you know, I'm for the human rights of all secular communities. I think there is no logical reason why all secular communities should be exempt from human rights honoring of, them, of us, actually, of us. Um, Black Nonblues Incorporated, BN, is a 51c3 nonprofit organization headquartered in the Atlanta area to provide a caring, friendly, informative community for Black folks and allies who are living free from religion and might otherwise be shunned by family and friends. Instead of accepting dogma, determine truth, morality, to reason, and evidence. To learn more about Black Nonbelievers, please visit blacknonbelievers.org. I love Mandisa. Black Nonbelievers Incorporated, American Atheists. These are outstanding organizations. 
Um, Strength in Numbers Consulting Group, S-I-N-C-G, is a progressive research evaluation and strategy firm. Incorporated 2010, S-I-N-C-G, offers non-profit government and philanthropic clients high-quality data analysis using substantive input from the most effective communities. And it's a SINCG focus on large, large, stigmatized groups, United States, and institutional context. Visit it strengthnumbersconsulting.com. And then, yeah, I love the Strength Numbers Consulting Group. I hope to really work with them. So it talks about female California. I only started using the term atheism last year or so. I definitely feel like it's affected my relationship with my in-laws and I've realized I'm really hesitant to let, for instance, my psychiatrist know even though it's a hard topic to avoid for various reasons out of fear that it will affect my medication. Um, I, my five-year-old me, um, and I want to be honest about this, out in public, did I meet people that were non-religious and atheists? Me being five years old, out and about in the streets, roaming around? Yeah. Did I ever think badly about them? No. I never thought they were, they were going to hell. I never believed that um, secular people go to hell. I never believed that even when I did label myself a Christian when I was much younger. Um, I just never fully agreed with the Bible on everything, even at that age, because by that time, I started getting inklings, you know, I was around some faith-based people back then, when I was five, the first time I experienced them, and, uh, you know, they would say things, and there were just certain things they would say about non-Christians, I'd go, I don't think the Bible right on that. So even though I was five, I still had that inkling of, I just don't feel that. I just never could. I was like, why should people of decency be placed in eternal indecency? That's never made any rational sense to me, even back then. So, um... That's why, you know, it's one of the reasons why, we sh you know, non-religious people are entitled to and deserve high-quality health care, which includes um, therapeutic psychiatric support. Um, that's, I'm not insulting non-religious people. I'm just saying that people mistreat non-religious people. That's why non-religious people like myself, we need accesses to therapy and psychiatry because of the mistreatment. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so um, a male from New Mexico said, but personally, the atheist groups of podcasting, actual witness subreddit has helped a lot. We've probably been very long would have probably been very lost without those without those resources. We need more things like that, though. Because I can't seem to find anything local and in person to turn to when I'm a single atheist. Well, New Mexico, that's amazing. That's really amazing. Um, you know, I just wanted to talk about these things. Um, so sometimes I don't read everything because some things are repetitive to the point where it wouldn't be new information if I kept repeating it and saying it. But um, that's why I tend to quote people who are speaking because you get more out of them than the repetitive same old, same old information that is not giving you new information. So this is what I say. And Mel Nevada said, I'm just with, I just wish more black Americans or non-religious would speak out what I'm doing and create a network for people like me to get together I plan to do that in the future 
I love being the catalyst of change me too, but I'm alone in my fight. I don't know how much more fight I have in me. Wow. Despair in our community. That's something I'm sensitive to. I'm glad that I can, in the future, start creating those catalysts for change. A female from Florida said, I, keep, I kept it hidden because I never met another black person who did not believe in a God. I knew I would be ostracized and I attended a sci-fi slash comic con type conference many years ago. I was completely shocked to see black non-beliefs had a booth at the conference. That changed everything for me. That was a defining moment for me because I knew there were others like me. Females were like, wow. Um... And now from Ohio said, intersectionality is sorely needed in the human slash secular community. Many black people have familiar and other ties that mean we are more tolerant of cultural religiosity than that isn't condemning a male from Ohio than male from Texas. Lack of black representation in atheist community causes some discrimination and misinformation. Wow. So there's a lot of building and organizing that needs to be done when it comes to national, local, secular organizations, especially when it comes to Black non-religious people, Black non-religious communities. Be responsive to the needs of Black non-religious members in terms of your activities, goals, and accessibility. Um, it's so important. Provide resource support for people who are nearly, who are newly leaving religion. That would be me. So. Yeah, just basically both nationals and local secular organizations need to um, connect with with families, with social media, with military, with education, with employment, with mental health services, with private businesses, with volunteer work, with court systems, with public services, with reproductive care, with substance abuse services, with other health services, public benefits, housing, and the police. I think the local sector organization need to connect with these um, aspects of life that impact Black non-religious life the most particular. So human rights can, for non-religious people, especially black ones, can be upheld and more than just implemented in all these parts of life, okay? And uh, so a lot of black, so a lot of non-religious people, even plenty of black non-religious people, know what it's like to be hit, punched, kicked, physically assaulted, and threatened. Secular violence meaning violence against secular people, sometimes murder, in authoritarian parts of the world, in totalitarian parts of the world, they don't recognize human rights there, so they don't look at murder or violence against non-religious people, especially black ones, as problematic. Um, and, and I feel... Um, rageful melancholy about all these things and um protestant christianity is the biggest form of religious upbringing for many of us black folk and so religious expectations are very high in black communities because of these things and of course very unsupportive happens when it comes to love and family support when you're non-religious, especially black. And uh, family rejection is really, really high. So I'm just summing it up so y'all get the point. And um, I felt like that would best explain um, by non-religiosity, I was trying to find a way to include talking about it, 
this episode back, you know, does it. I mean, you know, I'm open to, I'm open to all, um, of my views being proven wrong in terms of what science has to say about things. Maybe science may prove itself wrong or maybe science may confirm some things right about religion. I don't know. I'm hopeful. Um, what I mean to say is so nobody's confused. I understand that There are possibilities. Maybe what is said about religion regarding the supernatural can't be fully proven. Will it always stay that way? That is to be determined. If that's true, then I have to go with science. But if science is later determined to find something supernatural, some supernatural things, then I'll gladly change my mind. Um, I've always been attracted to supernatural. I've always been attracted to extraordinary. So I'm not completely ruling out um, things that I'm not sure about. Supernatural could be literal, figurative, or both. So even if, let's say supernatural is not true, that doesn't mean it's not figuratively true. I'm not saying it could never be literally true because when I die, I don't know. I don't fully know what death is like because I'm too busy living. So I think supernatural is a possibility. Why it hasn't been proven, I don't know. But I don't fully rule out a lot of things in religion. Because, simply because when I die, I could be proven wrong when I die. That's a possibility. Um, I struggle with um, religion a lot. Because religion, all of religion's claims and all of the verses of all religious texts, I, I want to understand, okay, when it comes to each verse, which are the literal verses? Which are the figurative verses? And which verse is both literal and figurative? That is what, that's a major reason why I'm not religious because religious texts are confusing to me. The, the writing does not clearly show, okay, that was figurative. Okay, that's clearly literal. Okay, that's clearly both. Uh, so I'm open to supernatural. I'm open to deities and Christ figures because I'm open, to, I could, you know, they could be literal, they could be figurative, they could be both. I don't know. In terms of where, which truths are they? Because you got literal truths, figurative truths, in between literal figurative truths, I, I don't know. It's hard. And I try to read it, I try to understand, and um, I'm open to the other worldly, you know, because Maybe they could be proven to be true by science. Maybe science can never prove it. Maybe they're false. Maybe they're real. That's yet to be determined because I don't know what the future holds. But it is upsetting that science can't fully confirm these things. And then when religion says um, that Noah's Ark is true, science says no, maybe Noah's Ark is figuratively true. So I'm not quick to dismiss stories just because they're not literally true. Maybe we're supposed to accept them as figuratively true. So that's something I really think about is you can still get life lessons out of stories that may have never historically happened but they metaphorically and allegorically happen in people's lives. So 
that's why I, I struggle with biblical interpretation and I struggle with religious text interpretations too. So I just decided to be honest about those things. I'm gonna really be honest about this though. Um, I have to put sex in this. I do. I'm going to just get this out of my chest. I am a giver and receiver of anal sex. I'm a giver and receiver of oral sex. Men, women, entire gene section diversity of adults, entire gene diversity of adults. I'm a giver and receiver of non-penetrative sex. I'm a giver and receiver of fraught, fraudage, Mutual masturbation as well. I am I am a top sometimes. I am a bottom sometimes. I'm a versatile sometimes. Overall, I'm a versatile. Sometimes I'm the top. Sometimes I'm the bottom. The assertive partner may be referred to as the top. The one being penetrated may be referred to as the bottom. So sometimes I'm the top. Sometimes I'm the bottom. And overall, I'm a versatile because I am one of those who enjoy either role. And that's what I'm referred to as. Um, I am a, I'm a giver and receiver of stocking in search of one man's penis and another man's foreskin. I'm a fan of intercrural sex. I'm a giver and receiver of intercrural sex, which is another form of non-penetrative sex that can be, that can be practiced between men and sex men. Um, I'm a giver receiver of frock. I'm a giver receiver of sex toys. I'm a giver receiver of even vibrators. I'm a giver and receiver of fellatio, tea bagging, and Olympus. I'm a giver and receiver of kissing on the mouth, especially French kissing. And I'm a giver and receiver of partnered masturbation. I'm a giver and receiver of 69 as well. So, there's more. I am a giver and receiver of touching, kissing, smiling, looking playful, looking serious, being playful, being serious, embracing, talking, digital intercourse, caressing, looking, cunnilingus, undressing, remembering later, remembering now, remembered before, making sounds, making noises, sometimes gently biting, sometimes crying, tears of joy, and breathing and sighing together. <laughs> And I'm a giver and receiver of prolonged kisses, hugs, touching, kiss on the lips, kissing on the cheek, and hugging. Um, stimulation of a partner's chest, pecs, breasts, and nipples. I'm a giver and receiver of oral main stimulation of the nipples. Stimulation of a partner's chest, pecs, and breasts. I'm a giver and receiver of kissing, sucking, slurping, and licking. And I'm a giver and receiver of general euphoric sensations and frequently body movements and vocalizations. I'm a, I, I'm a, I, I love manual stimulation. I love tripodism. Um, I love fingering. Um, I love strap, you know, the use of the strap on dildos, dildos, sex toys. Um, hmm. I'm a giver, receiver, a personal top, doggy style, missionary, um, scissoring. Um, I'm a giver, receiver of dominance and submission, uh, receiving play playful spanks to the buttocks. Uh, massaging 
as well as the stimulation of aerogenosomes. Bondage, pecker gags, gags, dog pacifiers. And I'm a fan of clitorises, vaginas, vulvas, penises, and testicles. G-spots, I'm a fan of that too. As well as pecking. So, I'm a giver of seed because of all these things. So, yes. In my, in my group sex life, I... Um, Incorporate lesbian sexual practice and gay sexual practice into my sex life. Thank you. Especially even my individual sexual life. Man, my entire gender sex diversity of adults and the entire universe of adults. Same I I just had to say that. Oh, I feel so much better. Um, and I also want to make this clear for me personally. Um, I'm also a person that is, um, what's the best way for me to say this? I enjoy morally excellent sex with morally excellent adults. So, that's what makes my sexual promiscuity morally excellent. I have morally excellent, uh, Sexually promiscuous, casual sexual relationships with more excellent adults. I just have to make it redundant because redundancy can be fun for me. As you already have privy to, that's what excitement is all about. And so, um, I think about how um, I. I live by the seven principles of my act. So I live by truth. The ability to understand the difference between the real and the unreal, of course, is a subject to definition of reality. And this interpretation of reality is grounded in the belief of the greatest goodness, that which permeates all that exists, that all living creatures are important, and all are beings who have inner lives who you are inside, deserving of respect and honor. I live by justice, the state in which there is equity for all persons, for all beings, and for the planet on which all of these rely for life. E equity means that all have equal opportunity for basic needs to be met, food, shelter, water, safety, medical care, dignity, respect, community, to live in peace, to fully meaningfully participate and contribute to society, to offer gifts, talents, and, and or essence, to work for good of the whole. I live by harmony, the state of being in which different expressions of, 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 of living beings um, move together in ways that create alignment and beauty. Each expression must be authentic and express fully all that is created to be. It's only through authenticity that harmony can truly be achieved and occur naturally when, when each entity is being true to itself, to its inner reality. Balance. I live by balance, a state in which the internal and external environments of an individual or group are aligned with the, with the planet Earth, the universe, one another, and the rest of creation. It is experience of existing in the place where opposites meet, the creation point where new life is generated, new possibilities come to me. I live by order, state of being in which things are arranged in ways that are uncluttered, free of access, clear. I live by reciprocity, and it, reciprocity is that what goes that what comes around goes around. There's emotion and rhythm of cause and effect, give and take, forward and backward to every aspect of creation. I live by propriety, means to be and to do what is right according to the truth that all living creatures are beings who have inner lives and deserve to exist. This means to do no harm to one another. This means to do no harm to another being, another living creature, if you will, or aspect of the goodness within us, beginning with self. So, 
because it, it's Mayat, it says Mother Nature, God, God's the spirit, humans, animals, plants, spiritual beings. But um, those things can be literal or figurative or both. I just know that truth is being stated. When truth is being stated, maybe it's allegorical and metaphorical. Maybe it's historical. Or all three. So, um, I just want to say thank you all for hearing what I got to say. And, um, So grateful I got to get my. Um, I, I, I want to say this in closing. When it comes, I'm a non believer in religion. And I'm an unbeliever in religion. Because religion was not invented by deities and Christ figures, religion was invented by humans. But I will say this I'm a knower of Christ's likeness I have inner intimacy with the Christ consciousness Christ likeness and Christ consciousness means inner beauty and I've said that before but let me give you a new definition not only is it inner beauty Christ consciousness and Christ likeness are about the golden rule and the silver rule they're synonymous with one another. 